Hey everyone, this is Taylor from the New York Gun Guys here. Today we're going to talk about the recent Long Island Gun Show and a new lawsuit filed against the Nassau County Pistol License Bureau. But first, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts from. Let's get into it. Welcome back, everyone. This is Taylor from the New York Gun Guys podcast here. Thanks for uh, tuning in. It's been an eventful uh, month, past few weeks. Everything uh, has kind of been moving pretty quickly in the state of New York with everything going on. But first, um, one thing I wanted to talk about was the recent gun show I attended, the Long Island Gun Show at Hop Hog. And then firstly, I wanted to say thank you to everyone who showed up. Thank you to everyone who came to my table and took the time out and talked to me, even though I wasn't selling guns, I wasn't there to do business or anything um thank you for everybody who said they listened to the show uh it was really awesome meeting every one of you and um like i said i don't make any money from this i don't um have any advertisers no nothing so it's really good just to hear people support the show even if it's just say hey i listen to you keep up the good work it was really excellent um i was told that about 700 people attended each day and uh, that was by the show promoters there. So it was a good show, even though now we live under a new set of laws, such as the semi-auto licensing for rifles, which definitely hampered um, a lot of sales at the show. I was talking to dealers as I was setting up, and they really voiced their displeasure about it. And they said it's hurting their business, it's nonsensical, and um, they definitely don't agree with it. Um, at the show currently, um, for Long Islanders specifically, because it was a Long Island show, they said only Suffolk County residents with a pistol permit could buy a semi-automatic rifle because that was the only county at the moment, aside from the city, that um, basically made a statement saying that they're going to be treating it like pistols or that they can do it. So Nassau County, as of this recording, it's almost the end of September, still has not, or it's the beginning of October, wow, October 1st today, still does not allow you to get this semi-automatic rifle license. So a month after the law went into effect, you're still not able to purchase a semi-automatic rifle. Your constitutional rights are being infringed. Do not let it fool you. I constantly call uh, the Pistol Licensing Bureau, uh, my local assemblywoman, Senator Kevin Thomas, who was the sponsor of the bill. I keep a running note in my phone every time I call who I ask and what was uh, what what I asked and what they said. Um, it's really pathetic. Nobody seems to be get. Oh, I also recently contacted Bruce Blakeman's office, and they said, "Well, it's up to the state to uh, to make a determination on how to do it." And I said, "Well, actually, counties are in charge of issuing permits and deciding how to do so." And the woman really just was kind of blowing me off, and she really didn't know. Um, so this is the problem we face. So at the gun show, everyone was like, "Oh, what's the point of going? I can't." buy a, a semi-automatic rifle and I can't buy ammunition. Now, you could buy ammo, but they were basically just taking down your information on a sheet of paper. There is no registry set up yet. And these dealers, I asked the, a bunch of dealers at the show and the promoter, like, what happens with these? He's like, I don't know. We just have to save them. And I'm like, do you think the state's going to make you like retroactively put in all this information into a computer or send it to them? And they're like, we don't know. One dealer was from out of state, and I, and I asked him, like, what are you going to do with this information? He's like, I'm just going to throw it out when I get back to Connecticut. Like, I'm not bound to this. Like, what do, you, what do they expect me to do? So people, some people on were commenting on, on my Facebook page, like, what's the point of going? I don't want to be on an ammo registry. And I'm like, well, if 
you buy a gun, you already have to fill out a 4473, which is an ATF, let's just face it, an ATF registry at this point. Um, if you use a credit card to pay, you're already known to have purchased something with a credit card from a gun store, so they know what you buy. I don't agree with it. I don't. I don't agree with it. But the number one thing I tell people is support gun shows. Even if you go, there was a guy there sharpening knives. I mean, he was amazing. He just sets up there every show. Go there, get your knives sharpened, talk to people. You know, you don't have to buy a gun or ammo, but there's plenty of other stuff there. Holsters, knives. Um, it, is, there was New York State Rifle and Pistol Association set up there. Go give them $5, you know. They brought that lawsuit, Bruin versus New York State Rifle and Pistol Association, that went to the Supreme Court. Some argue that that started this whole snowball of nonsense, but you know what? It was a big step, and it basically the Supreme Court affirmed that governments can't deny you the right to carry a firearm outside of your home for self-defense. That self-defense is a valid reason for carrying a firearm or wanting to get, carry a firearm. So that was a landmark decision in my in my book, at least. Um, a lot of people there were first-time gun buyers. A lot of people there, I mean, I talked to almost everybody that walked past my table. Almost everybody. If they were busy doing something else, I didn't bother them. If I was talking to people, whatever. I, I talked to almost everyone at that show that walked by my table. And uh, a few people stood out to me mostly, but there was a lot of first-time gun buyers. Um, one older couple said that they were there to buy a shotgun. And I said, well... You know, I was giving them pointers and, like, things to look for. And I said, have you ever sh fired one before? And, and they're like, no. And I'm like, well, maybe before you buy one today, like, pick up some, feel how they feel, whatever. Maybe if you like a certain dealer, get their contact because they all, they all have stores locally. I said, go see about if you could f fire a shotgun, like, at a rental range or something. Get a feel for it. Maybe it's for you. Maybe it's not. It was an older man and an older woman. And the wife was very petite, and I said, you know, you might want to look at a different gauge of shotgun, like a 20-gauge or something like that, that you both can shoot that would be comfortable for you. So, I mean, if you go out and buy this fucking big 12-gauge shotgun and your wife can't shoot it, then what's the point? So, I mean, they were really appreciative of the information, and a lot of people liked that I weren't trying to sell them anything. I was just giving them information. Um, but aside from that couple, two people stood out to me that I just wanted to um, talk about here, and this is what we face in New York. One person was an older gentleman, and I, I don't know if he's going to listen to this. He didn't seem like the type that would listen to podcasts. But if you're listening to me, it was really great talking to you, and I'm sorry that these laws are affecting you. One of them was an older gentleman who just became a citizen. He said, oh, I just became a citizen, and I, I wanted to buy a gun. And I said, oh, where you know where you come from? He's like, I ran. I'm like, oh, well, you know, welcome to America. I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad you want to go buy a pistol. That's what he said. He wanted to buy a pistol. But he's like, I have a problem. And I'm like, well, what's your problem? He said, um... I have to give them four character references. He's like, I don't really know anyone else outside of my family, and you can't use family. And I said, yeah, that's true. And he's like, we're a very kind of insular, tight-knit community where he lives in, in Nassau County. And I said, oh, well, unfortunately, this is the way the laws are, and people are trying to get that changed just for the reason that you give because your right shouldn't be dependent upon if you know somebody else or not that's not family or military or law enforcement or, you know, whatever. And I said, well, the only advice I could give you, sir, is maybe if you go get your hair cut, talk to your barber, maybe get friendly with him. I mean, if you go to a local grocery store there, maybe talk to somebody there. Or, I mean, it's really hard, I know. Um, but the, I gave him the advice of make some friends, and that's the best I could do for him. And he's like, yeah, I know. It's just sometimes I don't want people knowing that I might want to, I might have a pistol or want a pistol. I might just want to keep that to myself. I'm like, I get it, 100%. And it's, it's all about you and your individual rights. So... The gentleman was really nice, and he went along. He went on his way throughout the show, and that was really good. 
And then the second guy that I, the second, I guess, couple that I wanted to talk about was an old, uh, not older guy, but uh, he had to be in his late 50s, possibly early 60s. And he was a gentleman. He was just walking around by himself. And I said, hello, how you doing? If you listen to podcasts. And he says, oh, I, I lived in the area and uh, I don't own a gun and I just want to see what the show was about. I said, oh, well, welcome. I said, I said jokingly, I'm like, this is the safest place in Suffolk County right now. And he was asking me, we started talking and he was asking me questions about ghost guns and, and how to buy a gun and, you know, everything. I mean, this guy, I spoke with him. It was Sunday. The show was slow. There wasn't people coming by really. So I spent probably 10, 15 minutes talking to this guy. I explained him the process of how to buy a gun. I explained to him what a ghost gun was, privately made firearms and serialized firearms, Suffolk County law, state law. I mean, I talked about everything. I just gave this guy like a crash course kind of. And I said to him, I said, you know, if you want to see what it takes to buy a gun here, go up to the that desk up there, that table, and ask to see a form forty four seventy three. You can see everything that it takes to buy a gun legally. And um, the next biggest thing we spoke about was the sensitive places, and we spoke about the sensitive places and the CCW laws. And um, nice guy, I could tell he was. I didn't know. I thought he might have been a moderate at first. Um, he, he didn't really seem one way or the other. He told me he grew up in the Bronx back in the day and how he's like, you know, things were different up in the Bronx back then. Like you fought and he's like, the biggest thing they had to worry about was like people making zip guns. And I'm like, ah, you're, that's old school, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like a homemade little zip gun. That, that's real old school. But like, um, you know, he's like nowadays, man, it's, it's changed so much and there's just so much gun crime. I'm like, well, I think it has a lot to do with enforcement. I think it has a lot to do with uh, the, the punishment of criminals. I think it has a lot to do with the, the proliferation of violence and gang culture and the degradation of society. And so we, we talked a little bit more and he went on his way. And then he wound up coming back with his wife. And I was talking to his wife about pretty much everything I talked to him about. And I was saying, you know, because she was like, well, this doesn't make much sense of what you're saying. I'm like, it doesn't. I mean, these new laws, sensitive places, concealed carry. I told her, I'm like, if you had a daughter that went to a, a public, like a public college, like a state college, and she wanted a pistol for her protection because, let's just face it, girls are targets. I mean, it's it's kind of crappy to say, but girls are targets of crime. So if she wanted a pistol for self-protection, she couldn't possess it at the school. Let's just say she wanted to take public transit to go to a park to go jogging. She couldn't take it on public transit. She couldn't take it to the park to go jogging. And then afterwards, if she wanted to go to get something to eat or meet up with friends, she couldn't take it there. And the woman was like, well, that doesn't make much sense. Well, then what's the... I'm like, exactly. So she said, they, they told me a story about when they were in the city last and they left the Democratic convention and that's when the light bulb went off. I'm like, oh, okay, they're Democrats. And she said they were going to go to do something in a certain part of the city, but then they decided not to because they just got a bad feeling about it. I'm like, well, you know, should a bad feeling stop you from doing something or would you rather feel protected and be able to exercise your rights? And she's like, well, I, you know, I don't think it's, it's so black and white as to that, but I, I understand both sides of it. And I said, well, you know, if you don't think these laws make sense, then possibly think about voting for somebody else other than a Democrat or call these Democratic politicians that you support and say, hey, I'm all for this, but these laws you're passing don't, doesn't, doesn't make any sense. And she's like, oh, I don't think I'm going to change my vote, but, you know, it's something to think about. I said, good. And they were really nice. They weren't argumentative. They, But it was just the changing of perception. It was the changing of minds. It was this whole... It was this whole, it's not what they're they're telling you that they're pushing. They're telling you that we just raised the age to buy a gun to 21 in New York. And that's not what they were pushing. So it was it was a really great show, um, despite the naysayers on the internet. Oh, it's just beef jerky and hot sauce. I can tell you there was not one person who sold beef jerky and hot sauce at the show. The show promoters, 
uh, Empire State Gun Shows and the Long Island Gun Stores who put this on, they did a really good job of basically cutting that stuff out and putting on a really good gun show. I mean, there was a lot of great people there. A lot of the vendors are really great people. Um, one thing I love about gun shows is talking to the older generation. I mean, the older generation now consists of a lot of Vietnam veterans, um, Korean veterans, but I mean, talking to these guys and just hearing their stories and hearing what their life experiences are. I mean, you go and you just talk to people and you can learn a lot about guns and history and society. I mean, it's great talking to these people. And um, I'm hoping that one day I could further talk to them, possibly bring one of them on the show here to talk about their experiences. This is one gentleman in particular. His name's Stan. Um, Excellent guy. I, I got really, we became really good friends over just the past weekend. And He's just a really great guy. And I said, you know, I'd love to have you on the show sometime. Maybe possibly talk about your experiences in Vietnam. He's like, well, um, yeah, that that could work. I just can't tell you everything. I said, that's fine. Just whatever. I, I tell him, I'm like, unfortunately, people of your generation are no longer going to be like, they're they're not get telling the stories that are so important to history, the, the real stories, not what the, not what the press told us, not what the Ken Burns documentary told us, like the real stories. They're being lost to history. And I feel like we really should preserve at least some of it. So he's like, okay. Um, it was a great show. Uh, um, thank you to everyone who grabbed a patch, grabbed a sticker, took a picture with my RPG M60 display that I had set up. It was great. And, um, I'm hoping that I uh, usually, they do one in like May or March, like they do one in the spring and one in the fall. So I'm probably going to be at the one in, in May again, and I'm hoping to see you all there. And thanks again for the support for that. The next topic I want to talk about is a petition that was filed with the Nassau County, the Supreme Court of the State of New York County of Nassau. Um, so this was interesting because I kind of stumbled upon this and I actually got to talk to the person who filed a petition. He's a lawyer in Nassau County by the name of Joseph, uh, Joseph uh, Kamenschick. And I stumbled across his his petition on, on online on Reddit and basically I reached out to him. I said, Hey, like, you know, can I ask you a couple of questions? Like I do a podcast, like what precipitated this? What, you know, what kind of started all this? And, um, basically he is a labor, uh, labor law attorney. He filed a petition for writ of mandamus and complaint for declaratory judgment against Patrick J. Ryder in his official capacity as commissioner of the Nassau County police department and as licensing officer. Um, I read the whole petition. It's about 16 pages. My favorite quote from the petition is, quote, ineffective government is not good cause for delay and purposeful obstruction is even less so. I read that line and I was like, wow. Wow. I mean, that just sums it up pretty much. I mean, it's great. Um, so I spoke with Mr. Uh, Kamenschick and basically he, I guess this is his quote. I'm reading directly what he wrote me. He said, Two A issues relatively new to me. It isn't my practice area. During the height of COVID, I had the perception that there was an increase in crime, so I considered purchasing a long gun. I didn't purchase one at the time, but I started looking into the legalities of it. Then I found out about measures being taken by Governor Hochul after the tragedy in Buffalo. Then I got wind of the Bruin case, and that sparked my curiosity even more. Around that time, the around the time that the governor was purchasing was pushing the semi-auto license, I became really interested and concerned about the prospects of getting armed to protect hearth and home. That's when I took a deeper look into the legal processes for rifles and pistols in the state, and I came to find out that some counties have a long-standing issue, not with just the Second Amendment, but an issue with simply complying with state law on licensing firearms and possession. 
And the more I communicated with local officials on the subject, the more I realized that the process didn't pass the smell test. The attitude from those involved in pistol licensing is not pleasant to say the least, and the pushback I was getting on straightforward legal questions was troubling. My gut was telling me to test the system for wrongful conduct, and I found it by simply trying to apply for pistol permit in accordance with New York State law. The initial goal was to force Nassau County to accept the PPB-3 form on day one, which um, for those who don't know, that's the state pistol license form. Each county or some counties have their own forms, but there's an overarching state form. Uh, Continue reading here. Um, The initial goal was to force the county to accept the PPB-3 on day one, which in my estimation starts the statutory six-month clock. As I understood, business as usual means that the PPB-3 is pushed off for upwards of nine months because you can only get to the PPB-3 stage when you're fingerprinted. I want people to be able to come in on day one and submit their PPB-3 form immediately and start the clock running. So that was his own words to me, and it was great that I actually got to speak with the person who filed this petition. Um, So the applications are given to the county, but then each county is given a lot of leeway on how they issue the permits. Um, Line 19 of this petition states that statutory licensing officers, like Ryder, have no discretion under Penal Law 400, uh, subsection 4-A, and, quote, shall accept New York State pistol license applications for processing at the time of presentment. So it kind of gets into like state versus county where they have their way of doing it, but the state form they ultimately have to take in process anyway. So why don't they just accept it on day one? Um, So one thing I want to read here is the process of what Mr. Kamenschick did to, um, to try and submit the, the, the paperwork there. So page five out of 16 material facts pertaining to the first cause of action. So line 23, on Friday, September 9th, 2022, petitioner traveled to the Nassau County Police Department pistol license section with petitioner's completed state of New York pistol rifle revolver license application PBB3 form um, accompanied by two passport photos as well as the contact information for four character references as required by Penal Law 400, subsection 1, sub subsection I. Petitioner's references had signed the PPB3 form and with those signatures, the references attested to the petition, petitioner's good moral character as indicated on the standardized form. Petitioner approached the counter of the pistol license section and informed the clerk working at the counter that the petitioner was presenting petitioner's completed New York State pistol licensing application for filing. The clerk was described as a woman, and the clerk rejected the petitioner's attempt to file petitioner's pistol license application. So the petitioner in this case is Mr. Kamenschick, just so you know. The clerk informed petitioner in substance, this isn't our application, this is a state of New York application. We're in the state of New York, but this is Nassau County. Our application is completely different. The petitioner respectfully asked the clerk to inquire, inquire with the supervisor. The clerk took petitioner's completed PPB-3 form to submit with to speak with the su- supervisor. Sergeant Russell, shield number 596, approached the counter. After a few moments, Sergeant Russell stated in substance, that's not our application, that's a state application. Sergeant Russell was asked whether the petitioner's PPB-3 application was being refused today. Sergeant Russell replied, yes, because it isn't complete. When petitioner challenged Sergeant Russell to show how petitioner's PPB-3 application was incomplete, Sergeant Russell, in essence, stated the petitioner must complete forms invented by Nassau County as a condition precedent to the completion of the New York State PPB-3 application. On information and belief, it is the policy of the Nassau County Police Department Pistol License Section to purposely delay the submission of the official PPB-3 application until applicants are fingerprinted. Such forms invented by Nassau County include PC. 
PDCN Form 490, Pistol License Declaration Form, and Residence Declaration, in conjunction with requirements to produce such documents as a lifetime abstract of the New York State Department of Motor Vehicles, as stated in Nassau County's Pistol License Application Instructions, even though the PPB3 application specifically directs applicants to exclude traffic infractions. Um, on September 2nd, 2022, petitioners spoke with police officer Valerie from the Nassau County Police Department pistol license section about the process for fingerprinting. And petitioner was advised by police officer Valerie that the fingerprinting appointments as of, to that, as of that date are being scheduled for May of 2023. Police officer Valerie stated that the statutory six-month clock to act on applications as set forth in Penal Law 404-A doesn't start from the submission of the application, but rather begins at fingerprinting, which is a violation of the law. On information and belief, this is long-standing custom, practice, and policy, reaching as far back as tenure of Nassau County Police Department Commissioner Thomas Daly, and has possibly existed for much longer than that. So, basically... The, the county has a different form than the state. I have both pulled up here. So the state form, it says pistol revolver license application, also semi-automatic rifle license application. It's still really weird seeing that on an, uh, a license form because my entire adult life, it hasn't been. And the rest of the past New York City, I mean, the past of New York State, it hasn't been. Um, basically, you have to give your personal information. Now, this is the state PPB-3 form. So the personal information, sex, height, weight, hair color, social security number, Citizen of U.S., um, current occupation, business, etc. Um, and then you have to give your four character references. Now, the interesting thing on the state form here, it's, it just says give four character references who by their signature attest to your good moral character. It doesn't say if they have to be a resident of the state. It doesn't say whether it has to be resident of the county. Nassau County saying that, oh, they have to be resident of Nassau County Sounds really made up, and this is the problem that the gentleman that I, I spoke with at the gun show had. I mean, he didn't know anybody. He just got here. He just became a citizen, and he wants to exercise his Second Amendment rights, and Nassau County is saying, well, you got to know four people in the county in order to have your rights, which I, I can't think of any other right that you have to do that for. Um, continue on, you have to list your uh, marital status and relationship, your adults residing in the home, including adult children, your social media accounts. Boo. <laughs> um, you have to list your um, arrests. So it says, have you ever been arrested, summoned, charged, or indicted anywhere for any offense, including sealed arrest, DWI, except traffic infractions? So again, Mr. Kamenschick said that like the county wants a state, uh, a lifetime driving at abstract, but the state form says exclude except traffic infractions. Um, and then it's, it goes on, passport photo, um, fingerprints submitted, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the state form. It's only four pages. Nassau County's is a lot more than that. <laughs> um, they want to know um, basically the same thing about you. I'm just scrolling down the application here. You know, name, address, list all places of residence for the last 10 years. So they want to know where you lived the past 10 years. I mean, what if you were military and you moved around a lot? What if you, but they only give you three lines to fill this in on. So what if you moved around? If you were like, you know, it's just ridiculous. Your home phone, email, social security, um, wife's maiden name, mother's maiden name, for females, maiden name, spouse, domestic partners, information, next of kin. They want to know your job, where you work, and they also want to know 
places of employment for the last five years. Again, what does this have to do with getting a pistol? Or now a semi-automatic rifle, for that matter. Um, it then asks you, have you ever been arrested in some in charge or indicted or received an appearance ticket anywhere for any offense other than parking violations? So the state form wants to know about anything except traffic infractions. This says anything other than parking violations. This one has four character references, um, which they have to be a resident of Nassau County. And then there's about 20 questions that you have to answer. Um, it's kind of similar to like the 4473 questions, but some of them are, you know, have you ever received a traffic summons? Um, has anyone in your household ever been arrested for felony or serious events? Um, you know, have you ever been terminated or discharged from any employment or the armed forces? It's like, well, what does it matter if I've ever been fired or, or left the job? Like, that again, what does this have to do with me having rights? And their argument is, well, we have to see if there's a pattern of, you know, anger, uh, history, you know, good moral character. It's like, it's none of your business. Like, my good moral character, like, part of my language, but I could be an asshole. That just doesn't mean that my rights are subject to you, a licensing official. I mean, <laughs> if I'm not a criminal, then give me my rights, you know? Um, so the, the the problem that Mr. Kamenschick was facing is that this this pistol license form that you have to submit is way more intrusive than the state form, and they won't even take the, the state form at first. They give you this fingerprint appointment nine months into the future, and that's ridiculous. Um, so again, they they further go on to, uh, Mr. Kamenschick further goes on and says, uh, second cause of action, fingerprinting and wait time. So this is line 47 now on page 9 of 16. It says, the foregoing allegations are repeated and realleged as if Fully set forth herein, the apparent custom and practice of the Nassau County Police Department pistol license section is to schedule fingerprinting appointments on dates that are more than six months after applicants submitted their completed Nassau County pistol license questionnaire. This is purely a dilatory measure by the respondent. The respondent is uh, the, the commissioner of the police, the guy that he's basically petitioning against. Based on information and belief, petitioner's own fingerprinting appointment would have been scheduled nine months after submission of Nassau County pistol license questionnaire. As such, petitioner intended to supply his own fingerprint card for that purpose. On September 8, 2022, a Nassau County police officer on duty at a local precinct of the Nassau County Police Department took the petitioner's fingerprints and completed petitioner's FD-258 fingerprint card. So he went and got his own fingerprints done at a Nassau County police precinct. Petitioner incurred fees of $20 as opposed to the pistol license fee uh, for fingerprints. So... They have these ridiculous fees um, for the fingerprinting, for the processing of everything. I mean, I think the application fee is $200 for Nassau County, and the fingerprint fee, I believe, is $85. Uh, I was I just had it up here. I'm just scrolling real quick to see if I can find it real quick. Um, it, it Oh, yeah, $88.25 for fingerprint processing fee. So... <laughs> I mean, it, it's crazy. The application fee is $200 non-refundable application fee. Why is it $200 to have my rights given to me? They are county employees. This isn't some special thing. They are county employees. They're, sta they're law enforcement officers paid by the tax dollars of the people of Nassau County and by the state. Why am I paying a ridiculous $200 fee? So now, let's just say I wanted to get a CCW, which is what I was explaining to the people, the, a lot of people at the gun show because they were asking me all these questions. $200 to submit a fee. 
Then it's possibly four to eight hundred dollars for a CCW course, eighty dollars for a fingerprint fee, and then the gun itself. I mean, you're in at over a thousand dollars, possible over a thousand dollars, just to have a constitutional right. It's insane. This is absolutely insane. It, it really is. So he, uh, the petitioner, had incurred fees of twenty dollars for the fingerprint cards. Uh, hard copy Federal Bureau of Investigation fingerprint cards are expressly acceptable under Penal Law 400, uh, subsection 4. As a matter of policy, respondent refuses to accept said fingerprint cards and instead forces applicants to abide by artificially inflated wait times that are patently unconstitutional. So Mr. Kamenschick got his own fingerprints done at a Nassau County Police Station, submitted it, and they're like, nope, sorry, you have to wait for our fingerprint date nine months in the future. That's ridiculous. He then goes on to say here, other counties in New York State allow third-party fingerprint processing vendors like Identigo to electronically acquire applicants' fingerprints by publishing the originating agency identifier number for this very purpose. On information and belief, petitioner submits that it is a straightforward process for counties to allow third-party vendors to process electronic fingerprints for pistol licensing purposes. Logically, if a third-party private vendor is trusted with taking the fingerprints of applicants, I would submit that the Nassau County police officer that kindly assisted the petitioner with his fingerprints should be considered sufficiently reliable and capable for this purpose. Nassau County fingerprinted him. It's not this insane back room in the back of a 7-Eleven fingerprinting agency. It's, it's a legit police fingerprint. <sighs> petitioner considers the refusal to accept petitioner's duly completed PPB3 form application as a refusal to accept petitioner's FD-258 fingerprint cards. As such, fingerprint cards were present and ready for submission with petitioner's PPB-3 form application at the moment of refusal. It is the respondent's policy to begin the statutory six-month clock from the date of fingerprinting, which is contrary to the plain reading of Penal Law 404-A, which states that the respondent, quote, shall either deny the application for reasons specifically and concisely stated in writing or grant the application and issue the license applied for within six months of the date of pres presentment of such application. And this is my this is my favorite line here. Ineffective government is not good cause for delay and purposeful obstruction is even less so. I, I want to, like... Have that as a quote from Mr. Kamenschick, just like on a bumper sticker or some stuff. I mean, it was it, it's a really great line. And like I said, I, I spoke with him. He's a, he's a nice guy, and he's just doing this on his own. And he's just, I mean, most people talk about, you know, the BS that Nassau County and the state does. Well, this guy decided to do something. He decided to take action. Now, his petition, I, I spoke with him further. His petition for the temporary restraining order only applies to him specifically. But it's his hope that people take this and go to the county and say, hey, this guy got a TRO and you have to accept his PPB3 form. Why can't you accept mine? And I asked him why. And he said, well, I thought I would have a greater chance of success of them granting this to me individually as opposed to the entire population of Nassau County. And this is just the starting step of it. I said, you know, that's a good point. He didn't have anyone else on the petition with him. It was just him because he said it wasn't his area of law. It was um, it was just something he didn't want to make promises to people on, and he just saw an injustice, and he wanted to hold the state accountable in the county. Which, I mean, I, I told him, I said, "Man, like, you got a really, you got a lot of cojones to do this, you know." And most people only dream about doing something like this, but you're using your knowledge and your career choice as a lawyer to be able to execute this. I mean, most people don't have the time, the money to to do this, and you know, I, I thanked him for doing this. Um, 
So he goes on further to say character reference affidavits and traffic infractions. I mean, he spells it out basically everything I've been saying on the show. Why is it that, you know, the state says well, you don't need to submit traffic infractions and then the county says we need to do everything. And the one thing I've heard from the county on this, they say that, well, if you can't follow traffic infractions, if you can't follow traffic laws and you get all these traffic infractions and tickets, then it's not a good judge of character to be able to follow pistol law. And I said, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, if somebody breaks the law, they should be held accountable. They get a speeding ticket. They, they have to go to court, pay the fine, whatever. But again, that's not this big criminal thing. It's really not. Most people get some, like most people in their lifetime get a speeding ticket. Like it's not the biggest deal. And I guess if you're, if you're habitual and you get your license revoked, yeah, that's one thing. But again, their their use of the quote good moral character and and justification of everything is is absurd and it's only a reason for them to deny you your rights. So again, it, it just seems crazy to me that they want all of this information. And meanwhile, the state doesn't. And it's not like Nassau County is some crazy. Um, it, it's not like New York City. I mean, I don't even th- I don't agree with New York City doing it. But what I'm getting at is Nassau County isn't like that. It's suburbia. It's supposed to be, you know, suburban dream of America. That's really what it is. I mean, we're being taxed out. We're being forced out. We're being fu- like everything is going up. Most people my age can't afford to buy a home. I mean, it's crazy. It's, taxes are insane. So why? So, you know, why are they denying us our rights? Why are they further just pushing people away? I mean, it, it makes no sense to me. Um, one thing that he says here, line 66, in this, character reference affidavits are a violation of the Second Amendment and 14th Amendment of the United States Constitution. In effect, applicants must provide four character reference affidavits to the government as a condition precedent to the exercise of their Second Amendment rights. These rights, which are fundamental, are made applicable to the states through the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment. Unsurprisingly, other fundamental constitutional rights are not predicated upon a licensing officer's receipt of character reference affidavits from third-party character references, especially character reference affidavits requiring notarization and the payment of postage by said references, nor are they predicated upon character reference affidavits that include inquiries that require references to answer intrusive and subjective questions, some of which the reference may not be qualified to answer. References are willing to abide by this documentary burden are warned in the character reference affidavit that their statements therein may expose them to criminal charges if the reference answers falsely. Whether or not a reference's statement would ultimately be found to be false after charges are levied depends on the facts underlying such a charge. However, the express warning of criminal exposure in such character reference affidavits arguably has a chilling effect on the process. Not only do character references have to muster up the courage to subject their written statements in the character reference affidavit to criminal scrutiny, Applications applicants themselves must also surmount these type of unlawful hindrances that are intended to dissuade applicants from fully exercising and enjoying their Second Amendment rights. Nassau County Pistol Department Pistol License Section continues to believe that pistol licenses are a mere privilege akin to a New York State driver's license, and their personal act and their personnel act accordingly. Respondent and his agents, employees, and those acting in concert with respondent are sorely mistaken, particularly after Bruin. Petitioner knows of no other constitutional right that an individual may exercise only after acquiring character reference affidavit from third parties. I mean, this is is, everything he writes in this is just what we've been saying for so long, but now he's actually taking the fight to the county. And this is a big deal. I feel that um, this is going to go places. And in fact, funny enough, as of last night, the judge granted the temporary restraining order 
for Mr. Kamenshik. Um and like I said earlier, when I spoke with him, this just applies to him individually, but this sets a precedent that other people can now do so and hopefully will. I mean, it says here, um, the judge wrote that declaring the state of New York pistol revolver license application, which is currently designated the PPB3 form, is the exclusive pistol license application for the entirety of New York State, except those jurisdictions specifically excluded under Penal Law 400. Declaring that the state of New York pistol right pistol revolver license application PPB3 form shall be accepted by the licensing officer and or appropriate authority under Penal Law 400 with payment of applicable fees under Penal Law 400, notwithstanding any local law, code, ordinance, rule, policy, practice, custom, or regulation, and granting the petitioner award of costs and disbursements, normal damages, and any other such equitable and further relief as the court deems just and proper. Um... So ordered the respondent, which is the police department, and respondent subordinate officers, agents, employees designated with the task of receiving and processing pistol license application in Nassau County are prohibited from refusing to accept the petitioner's state of New York pistol right, pistol revolver license application PPB3 form for processing, which may be accompanied by two passport photos as well as contact information for four references, and accept petitioner's payment of applicable licensing fees forthwith. Now, forthwith is a great word because that means, like, now, immediately. We need this forthwith. It is hereby ordered that any answer, that any answering paper shall be served upon petitioner by electronic means, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So the judge says that they have to accept his form when they gave it to him, his fingerprinting and everything. So he got his fingerprints done. He got his character references. He's got his state form done. They have to accept it. They can't just be like, no, that's not the form. Sorry. It's for the whole state. And the the fact is that these counties doing whatever they want. It's ridiculous. Upstate counties are issuing. I, I said in the past that, oh, it's so different upstate. You could get a CCW in like six months versus downstate. You're not able to. Well, now with Bruin, everyone should be able to get a CCW as long as they're a legal law-abiding citizen. But each county now is doing things differently. Upstate counties can get the mythical semi-automatic rifle license while Downstate counties are still subject to, well, we're waiting on guidance, and oh, we're doing this. It's ridiculous. So I really do applaud Mr. Kamenshek here for what he did, and I feel that if other people have the means, the time, the poss- you know, to do so, they should really do this. And this will set a precedent. I mean, this absolutely will. Other people can hopefully use this and say, hey, you know, this guy got this petition filed. You have to accept this. And it's ridiculous that nine months for a fingerprinting appointment. Nine months. It's it's absurd. A lot of what I talk to my politicians about, I express to them, it's like, if I wanted to buy a semi-automatic rifle, not even a pistol right now, but just a rifle, it's the same process. It's going to take me up to two years to get this. This is absurd. I call Senator Kevin Thomas's office at least once every two weeks and voice my displeasure, number one, and number two, say, what is he doing to to get Nassau County to get this ball rolling? to process this and they say well he's he doesn't deal with the enforcement or the or you know how it's implemented the county he just drafted the legislation they said so this guy can stand proud and defend this legislation in the in the senate and say how it's going to save lives and it's going to do all this meanwhile the law-abiding citizen like myself who is now affected by this he just washes his hands of it afterwards it's not my problem i got it passed that is the weakest cop-out excuse and whoever votes for this person i i I just hope they get what's coming to them. I hope that their rights, they, they are happy with their rights being infringed. I hope they are happy with a senator that that throws legal and law-abiding gun owners under the bus 
that hurts local businesses and that that just doesn't listen to his constituents. It really it really hurts me, and I take this very seriously. Um, how I feel about this, and many people at the gun show that I went to, I talked with everybody, almost everybody there. Everybody that walked by my table, I said something too high. How you doing? Listen to my podcast. How you feeling today? What are you buying? Find anything good? People walked by my table. I I had a I had a booklet on my table of of Q and As that were given out by the state about the new laws, and on the bottom of it, part of my French, but I wrote "fuck Kathy Hochul," and everybody walking by saw that. They agreed with me. They're like, yes. And of course, it's a gun show, so everybody's going to agree with me anyway. But a lot of a lot of women really surprisingly said, yeah, you know, fuck her, basically. <laughs> I don't agree with her. She doesn't represent me. She, I'm like, you know, not that I have like a prejudice or a preconceived notion about it, but it, it, it constantly surprises me to the fact that like the gun world is changing, and I'm really glad for it. The gun world is changing everybody is getting in on it now, whether you're white, black, Hispanic, Asian, old, young, women, men. The The diversity of people at the gun show really showed a great cross-section of what the gun community is about. And, I mean, I talked to a lot of people, and, you know, it they they all had their reasons. They all had their reasons for wanting to own a gun. Or they, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm here to buy a gun for the first time. It's like, oh, I'm just looking for this. I'm looking for that. And... You know, a lot of people that I talked to didn't know about the laws. They didn't understand them. Nobody really got guidance on this, and they, it's a hard time to get information on it. And not that I'm some sort of lawyer or legal expert, but I just tell them what I know when I, I say, look, this is what I talk about on my show as of late because this is really the thing that's been consuming New York State. I'd love to talk about guns and, and everything and talk about old guns and mill serps, but it seems that this is the pressing issue that I really have to get the information out there to people, you know. I come here, I do this, you know, once every couple of weeks, once a week and once every other week. And I really want to use my time effectively with this. So um, there's a lot of other lawsuits going on in the state and also federally too. The ATF is getting, you know, getting sued like crazy. The ATF is pulling a bunch of shit and it's really hard to kind of keep track with everything. Um, there's a new lawsuit going on challenging concealed carry sensitive places. Um, actually the same defendant, Mr. Antonuk, that was in the Bruin case. I mean, that was in the, the, the last, yeah, the last Bruin case, not the Supreme Court Bruin case, but the one that was, that was just recently, um, the injunction was dismissed and the case was dismissed. So they re-geared up and are now suing Hochul directly. Um, there's one challenging the SAFE Act. There's one, I mean... New York is the hotbed for for legal activity. And this all started because of Governor Hochul throwing a tantrum and all of her, you know, left-wing Democrat anti-gun politicians. If they just accepted the Bruin decision and did business as usual, nobody, I mean, I feel like it wouldn't be so fervent. Like, people would be like, all right, we can conceal carry now. I feel like there wouldn't be all these lawsuits. But no, they had to stomp their feet, throw a tantrum, ban this, ban this, sign this into law. Well, now they're going to learn. Now they're going to learn that our rights are not subject to them. Our rights are not subject to a government official. Our rights are not subject to licensing officials. Our rights are not subject to fees and discretionary wait times. These are our rights. And if the state, if Governor Hochul valued the right to protect my life as much as she, you know, wants to protect the, or I can't even get into that. I, I'm not. I'm not going to bring abortion into this. I, I was going to make a comparison, but I'm, I'm not going to. It's not important. It's not about guns, and that's not how I want to play. I don't want to play dirty, and I just want everyone to know that the state, you know, 
is infringing our rights. And I'm, per- I'm pretty sure everyone knows that. <sighs> it just gets me a little worked up sometimes when, it, when I talk about this stuff. You know, they protect the, you know, women's right to abortion more than they protect the right to protect my family and my life. That's what I was basically going to get at. I was going to say it a little more colorfully, but, you know, let's not go there so much. It's not what it's about. What it is about is our rights and what we're doing about it. A lot of people on Facebook, like I said at the beginning of the show, are naysayers. They're downers. What good is it going to do anyway? What are we, you know, what good is going to a gun show going to do? What good is, you know, they're not going to change the law. They're not going to do this. It's like that's not the right attitude to have. We all have to do something. If you can't petition the county like this lawyer did, Mr. Kamenschick, then spread the word of what he's doing. Give 5 or $10 to Gun Owners of America, Firearms Policy Coalition, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association. I'm sure you spend more money on Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats, getting stuff delivered to your house or your work. Let's all just chip in a little bit. Now, one thing that people are now up in arms out too about Nassau County is the fact that in order to get a CCW, you have to submit a urine sample. Now, um... I know of no other licensing jurisdiction to get a CCW where you have to submit a urine sample for drug analysis. I really don't. I think it is obscene. I think it is absurd. And you have to do it on your own dime, mind you. You, It's not even like you submit it to them and they take care of it. No, you have to do it on your own dime, much like all these other fees. I, I, I don't understand what their rationale is. Some would argue that well, you need a forty, like you need to not be an unlawful user of marijuana anyway in order to get a gun because on the forty four seventy three you can't be an unlawful user of marijuana, narcotics, et cetera, et cetera. But again, to have you do a drug test for it, that's obscene. That's just another step for them to deny you or to make you go through a hoop, and some people won't want to do it. Listen, whatever you decide to do in your own personal life is your own business. And just know also that the president's son was an unlawful user of narcotics and had a handgun and then illegally disposed of that handgun in the garbage. (laughs) Remember that story when Hunter Biden had a handgun and he threw it out in a garbage pail outside a restaurant and a homeless person found it and turned it in? And then the Secret Service tried to, like, cover it up and go to the gun shop where the the gun was sold and get him to turn over the paperwork? Remember remember that? (sighs) Prepperage Farm remembers. (laughs) <laughs> it it just blows my mind at what what level these these government officials will do to deny you your rights and yeah i mean if you it, and then you know the old argument well if you don't do drugs and you have nothing to worry about but it's just the process it's 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 a you know you they can't just storm into your home and look around just to see if the, you, you just to see if there's anything going on in there so they could give you a pistol permit that's i mean they do anyway they they are allowed to come in and inspect anytime they want technically which i think is absurd Again, you give them so much every time we want our rights. They, we, we give up a little bit. We give up a little bit. We give up a little bit. But what do we get in return? Just to be able to have our constitutional rights, that, that's, that, that's not fair. I, I often tell that to people on the left. I say, they're just like, well, what about reasonable gun control? What about this? And I'm like, well, we give up everything from 1934 from the founding of the country to 1934 was like the biggest change in gun laws. I mean, yeah, there was laws locally that said certain people of, let's just say, color couldn't have guns, which New York State stands proudly on that they disarm Native Americans and undesirables. <laughs> in our past hundred years, our, our gun laws are so great. We, we disarmed 
immigrants, Native Americans, labor unions, anyone undesirable. Yeah, good good job standing on that platform, New York State. <laughs> it's just it's just crazy. I mean, but anyway, I, I could go on and on. It's just it's just a little nuts. I actually kind of forgot where I was going with that, but it. it <laughs> uh, I need more coffee. But anyway, um, that's really all I got for this. Sorry for the abrupt ending. I just kind of lost my train of thought for a second here. But guys, um, I want to give a big thank you to Mr. Kamenchik for taking his time to talk to me about this petition he filed and for actually doing it. Number one, I think he's doing a great service for the gun community, even though he's he. I mean, he's not. In the gun community, he just saw an injustice. He saw that it wasn't right. He wanted to do it. Oh, I was talking about the the urine the urine sample earlier. I, I lost my train of thought. I, this stuff just gets me really nutty sometimes. It just it just it's hard to keep track of all these things going on and 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 how you feel. It it, it I mean it, it honestly sickens me. I, I I've told this on the show before, but when they passed all the semi auto rifle rifle licensing stuff, it my my stomach actually hurt. I was just getting knots in my stomach. I felt sick. I was at work and I I just. I had to go sit down. I, I couldn't even deal with it. I mean, but but anyway, um, thank you all. Thank you to everyone who listens to the show. Thank you for everyone who came to the gun show and supported. Thank you to everyone who follows us on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you to everyone who shares our information. Um, without you, it's just me talking in a room into a microphone, and some people might find that nutty, but, um, you know, the people who listen really, really do make it worthwhile. So thank you for everyone, and uh, stay safe out there. 